1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called, Our Response to the Word. God is capable of doing everything that He said in His Word that He can do. In fact, that's one of the reasons why God shares His Word with me and you, so that God can actually manifest in our lives everything that He said in His Word that He'll do for us. So, if God is capable of doing everything in His Word that He says He can do, then what's getting in the way of His doing what He says He'll do? Many times, it's our response to what the Word of God had to say. Remember, saints, God said in Romans chapter 1 that the gospel, which is the Word of God, is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe. That means if we don't respond properly to the Word by believing, then the power of God won't manifest for me and you like it could have manifested for me and you. That's why it's so important that we respond properly to the Word of God. Otherwise. The power that could have done so much for us won't do anything for us because we didn't respond properly by believing. That's why it's so important that we believers learn to respond properly to God's Word. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called, Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. I invite you to turn to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, which is a foundational text on what it is that we're teaching about right now. Awesome teaching, by the way. Praise God. Absolutely awesome. If I say so myself, because it's coming from the Lord and the Lord is sharing with us what we need to know so that we can be blessed as we go to and fro. Of course, we've been working for a few weeks now on our response to the word, our response to the word. This is very important teaching because how we respond to the word will be a a determining factor of whether or not we will receive what we've heard. How we respond to the word will be the determining factor of whether or not we will receive what we heard. If we respond properly, then we will get what it is that God has in store for us. If we do not respond properly, then we will not get what it is that God has planned for us. If we respond properly, then the things that God wants to protect you from, keep you from, and keep from happening in the midst of your life that he sees and already knows about, will not have opportunity to operate because we've responded correctly. But if we do not respond correctly, then unfortunately, the things that God does not plan for you, the things that He has no desire manifesting in the midst of your life, will have opportunity to manifest in the midst of your life. And and, and it's an unfortunate uh, occurrence because it didn't have to happen. Why? Because God always tells ahead of time and He always shares ahead of time in His Word what we need to know so that we can be blessed the way God wants us to be blessed and receive what it is that we've heard. And if we respond properly, praise God, then that's what will happen. If we don't respond, properly then praise God we find ourselves in the midst of a lot of jacked up unnecessary situations because it's quiet as it's kept and it's kept real quiet that majority of what the body of Christ is dealing with in the midst of their lives is as a result of their bad decisions it's got nothing to do with God God has been, his name has been maligned. His name has been lied upon for years about how he takes us through all this mess and all this stress so that he can teach us something. No, he got the book to teach us stuff. He got the Holy Ghost to teach us things. God doesn't take you through mess to teach you nothing. Are you listening to me? What kind of class you gonna join where as soon as you join up with the class, you walk in the door and and the teacher start punching you in the middle of your face? Come on up in here. In the natural, that don't work. So if it doesn't work in the natural, why are we going to accept that foolishness in the spirit? Because some, no revelation, no understanding, preacher stand up and teach you something that ain't true. God, your father is not having those things in desire for you. God's trying to keep you from this mess. If he wanted you in the middle of mess when he created the world and put the very first man, Adam, in it, it would have been full of mess. I mean, he's the one that's in total control. Why didn't he fill the world with mess right then? He did not. He had it perfect and flawless. He had it sinless. He had it with nothing that would cause you any difficulties or any stress up in the middle of it. Why is that? Because that's the plan for God in your life. When he gets ready to take you to heaven, I bet you he got a big heap in a mess sitting up there waiting for you in heaven. No, when you get up in heaven, there's no strain, no pain, none of that nonsense. Why? Because that's the life that God has intended for you to live. In those two times when he was in total control, you get a chance to see how he wants you to live. Now, the thing is, in the middle, when we have control of our lives and God is there to be able to assist us in our lives by sharing us what we need to know, if we do what he tells us to do, we'll be blessed as we go to and fro. Whereas the things that are happening in heaven and things that, were hap- that are happening in heaven and the things that are, were happening in Eden will have opportunity to operate in the midst of our lives. Lives if we do what it is that God called us to do, our response to the word of God. And of course, we've been talking for the past few weeks about the importance of receiving the truth, the importance of receiving the truth, because many people just don't know the importance of receiving the truth. If you were not here, make sure you get those CDs and tapes of that section. I guarantee you it'll be a tremendous blessing to you because we begin to highlight what are the, what is the importance of receiving the truth? I mean, why should I receive the truth? Praise God. What benefit is it in for me? Well, praise God, we begin to explain that in detail, scripturally speaking, so that you can be able to understand that. Today, we're going to begin to move into our response to truth presented, our response to truth presented. Because when God presents the truth, we ought to respond a particular particular way to the truth that he presents to us. In fact, you're going to find out that these two are kind of like meshed in together with one another. You're going to hear parts of one and the other, and you're going to hear further clarity of ones and the other. Some of the scriptures will be similar. And the reason why is because technically speaking, once you understand the importance of receiving the truth and then respond to the truth appropriately at that time, then you'll get a chance to be able to do what it is that uh, God wants you to do based upon the truth that he presents to you. You're being able to step into the things of God are completely tied to the truth that he presents to you. Every time God shares with you the word, he's sharing with you the truth. Every time God shares with you the word, he's sharing with you the truth. It's no lie, no kind job. He's not trying to bluff you, not trying to fluff you. He's coming straight down the middle, straight. That's straighter than straight straight down the middle to be able to help you to be able to clearly understand what you need to understand so that you can make the right decision and do what it is he wants you to do. And if we respond to it correctly, blessed be the name of the life, life will get good for each and every one of us. And it's going to be helpful because the, the truth that God presents through his word should motivate a response that supports and demonstrates the truth presented was truly received. It, when, when, when we learn this. It'll be helpful because the truth that God presents through his word to each and every one of us should motivate a response that supports and demonstrates that the truth presented was truly received because a lot of us think that we received it. We believe that we received it, but our response proves whether we received it because if your response is true to the truth that God gave to you, then there will be actions that will be seen as a result of it. But if the actions don't follow when you say you got the truth, the truth is you ain't got the truth. You heard it, but you didn't receive it. It went past you, but you did not pull it to yourself and make it your own. Well, we're going to learn these things in detail. It's going to be a tremendous blessing to you. Because until you do that, God can't do for you what He wants to do. Amen. Let's start off with our foundational text in Hebrews chapter 10. And of course, by the way, have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to say unto you. I guarantee you, you're going to be blessed. And if not, once again, it's just always a privilege to see you in church. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. It says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. And it really does too. Your confidence has great recompense of reward. We already learned that that word confidence right there is also talking about our faith, that our faith is what has great recompense of reward. Our faith, of course, is our pistis, our trust in God, our reliance on God, our assurance that God is true, what he has to say is true, and he will do exactly what he said for us to do. For the believer, he's letting us know, don't cast away your confidence. Don't hurl it aside. Don't let it go. Don't throw it away. Hold on to what it is that I have to say because if you hold on to what God has to say, it has great recompense of reward. I like that, because if he just said it had recompense of rewards, it'd still be true. But God wants you to know it's got great recompense of reward. I mean, great things he wants to manifest in the midst of your life. Awesome things he wants to manifest in your life. Awesome. He wants awesome things to manifest up in your life. Great. I mean, we ain't talking about little stuff happening little changes, little uh, uh, trickles of manifestations. God says, I got great things in store for you. And if you cast away your confidence, I can't do those things for you. But if you hold fast to the confidence of what it is that he said, hold fast to it and lock in with it and don't let it go. Don't concern yourself with what you see, what you hear. Don't worry about what's near and what's not near. Don't worry about what your friends say. Don't worry about what your cousins say. Don't worry about your, what your mama, daddy say. Don't worry about whether you got a tear or whether you got fear. Those are only thing that you need to concern yourself is what did God has to say because if I lock in what God has to say it's got great recompense of reward and I don't know about you but I want to reward because we already learned that that word that word, word, that word reward stuff get caught up praise God that word reward means a paycheck it means that God wants to pay you for having a confidence in him he wants to come through for you he wants to lock in with you Is my mic on He wants to lock in with, he just wants to set you out. He just wants to tear you off. He wants to, I mean, he wants to come through for you. Are you listening to me? And it's got great recompense of rewards. What is it that you want to be rewarded in? What in your life do you want better in the midst of your life? What in your life do you want to be able to get, you know, to get fixed, to get straightened out, to get, you know, in such a way where it's no longer a problem or an annoyance. But it's something that always is a blessing in the midst of your life. God says, I've got a word that's going to give you confidence in that given matter. And if you hold fast to my word, it will have great recompense of reward. I have not seen ear have not heard nor have it entered into the heart of man the things that I've got planned for you good to see you sis you think you've got great things planned for yourself I got greater things planned for you you think you got stuff that you want to see happen I got even more stuff I want to see for you cuz see we haven't even scratched the surface we haven't even hit the bottom level of the awesome things that God's got planned for each and every one of us but if we keep our confidence in him lock in with him and trust what he has to say and do what he has to say despite what we think despite what we know despite what God has to say, God says the recompense will show. You're going to get a chance to see the manifestation of all the things that it is that God has said. That's if you do not cast away your confidence, let it go, throw it away and let it go at any day. He said in verse 36, for ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, ye may receive the promise. Look at that. We get a chance to receive the promise. I don't know about you, but I want to receive the promise, but it tells me what I need to do. And that's to back this thing up because to receive the promise, I must do the will of God. I must do the will of God, which means I got to do what it is that he has to say. And then even after I do the will of God, I need to have patience because after doing the will of God, I will get the reward and I will get what it is that God promised me if I have patience. That's the patience means wait. And a lot of believers think wait is a four-letter word. It is, but God ain't cussing at you. Are you listening to me? He doesn't need you to wait while he, you know, you know and to see whether or not you're going to you know, stay in faith long enough. No, he wants you to wait while he finishes everything necessary to be able to get done what he needs to get done. Because he got to put things in order. He got to put things in place. He got to set things up. He just can't turn around and just drop this blessing all up in the middle of your life with the rest of your life. Ain't ready to receive it. Are you listening to me? Everything got to be in line for it to happen. Praise God. But you got to wait while he's doing that. You don't mind waiting. Took you years to jack your life up. Praise God. So you think he just going to all of a sudden hocus pocus, aliocus, you know, you know, like uh, uh, Alibaba in the how many thieves was it? 40 thieves. Wasn't it 40 Alibaba in, in a 43 type stuff? Whereas you just say hocus pocus, allioces, open sesame. And all of a sudden your whole life changed all of a sudden. Come on now. Spouse couldn't stand you for years. Amen. And then all of a sudden you do something right for one day and you expect them to wake up the next day and everything all right. No, and everything ain't all right. go going you headed in the right direction, but everything ain't going to be all right overnight. Praise God! Like I told the earlier services, you know, God God, God does things in such a way where it's, uh, little by little does a man increase. Yes, He can do awesome things in in, in one shot, but He's don't do it little by little, which means that before day before they couldn't stand you. Next day they'll just cuss you out one time less. That's increase. Praise God! You know, day after that one less. Praise God! You know, yeah, they might still cuss you out most of the day, but it ain't all day like it used to. That's better. But you got to have patience because if you have patience, God says you're going to receive the promise. But what happens is that people lose their patience, cast away their confidence and thereby don't receive the promise and turn around and say, I knew it wasn't going to work. Well, no, be it unto you according to your faith, because if you had confidence in God and just locked in with what God has to say, he's going to make sure you get the promise. All you got to do is wait, wait on the Lord, knowing that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. That's after you've done what you're supposed to do. Because everybody wants it before. No, God said, no, after you do what you're supposed to do, I'll do what I'm supposed to do. Praise God. Anyway, we move on to verse 37. He says, for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. He's going to come. He ain't going to tarry. He ain't going to wait. He's going to be there. He's going to get there and get done what he said he's going to get done. Now, knowing this, the just shall live by faith. That's us. We're the just the word just means declared righteous. We're the ones that's been declared righteous by the Lord Jesus Christ. And we've received the righteousness that he has sent unto us through his word. And as a result of that, praise God, we are now saved. And he says, we live by faith. That's where we live, by this confidence. We live by this confidence. We, that's how we conduct our lives. That's how we order our lives is based upon the fact that we know God's word is true and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. He's going to protect us. The way he said he's going to protect us, he's going to provide for us the way he said he's going to provide for us. So despite what we see or what we hear, we know he's going to do what he said he's going to do. That's just how we live. It said, but if any man draw back, God said, my soul have no pleasure in him. Check that out. God said, my soul has no pleasure in him. Now, when it says it has no pleasure in him, it's not talking about him as in the person, because God loves everybody. God might not like what you're doing, but God loves you. God might not like what you're about, but he loves you. Come on up in here. See, one of the problems is, is many times in the midst of Christianity, people had a false concept that we reject people when we reject their sin. No, we don't reject the people. We reject their sin. We don't like what they're doing. We love them. Love them with everything we got. Are you listening to me? God loves the homosexual, but he hates homosexuality. Are you listening to me? Why? Because he knows what homosexuality does in the midst of your life. He knows, what it, it, he, he knows that that's death in manifestation. That's selfishness in manifestation because there's no benefit in it that God has. Plan for this world whatsoever, praise God. But He knows that He knows the, how it destroys. He knows how it kills. He knows exactly what it is that it does. If you don't believe me? Go back and check human history. Look at every society where homosexuality was allowed to run rampant, and you will see the end of that society right after they allowed it to be able to run rampant. Right after. Right after. Why is that? Because that's death in manifestation. There's no life in it, none whatsoever. Are you listening to me? That's why it, it, it can't pro- procreate. There's no life in it. It's just action for pleasure. Are you listening to me? That's all it is. Amen. Amen. But anyway, uh, um, he knows that, but he loves the person. You got to learn that. You gotta, God loves the person, but he hates the action. Amen. Amen. And so it's the same thing with everything else. I, don't, I just yeah. use that for an example. I don't care what it is. Adultery, I don't care what it is. I'm, you know, cussing out folk, arguing with folk, disrespecting parents. I don't care what it is. He hates it. Why? Because he knows the effect of it. He knows what's going on. But yet, that's why God says, if if you draw back, I got no pleasure in you. Why? Because I can't come through for you the way I want to come through for you. Can I talk to you? Whenever the Lord gives you a word, God has given you an invitation to be able to step into a higher level of life. Whenever, I said whenever, God gives you the word, he's given you an invitation to be able to step into a higher level of life. Sometimes when you give the word, he gives you an opportunity to have your life protected in such a way where the thing that's on its way to get you won't get you if you do what he tells you to do. Now, we, we think ain't nothing wrong. We, we like Nemo. Are you saying? Little Nemo, in case you haven't seen the movie and stuff like that, get it, it's anointed, praise God. Little Nemo with his little half-butt fin, go swimming out where he ain't supposed to be swimming at the particular time, gonna spite his father when his father told him, don't go out there into the deep, and he gonna swim his little fin out there and stuff like that, and he told him, you bet not touch that, 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 that boat, but little Nemo gonna touch it anyway. And then he gonna touch it anyway. And then when he get ready to touch it again, he turned around and out of nowhere came this enemy that took him and took him out way past where he was supposed to be, away from the land that he was supposed to be in to a world of confinement inside of a little bitty uh, little uh, aquarium and stuff like that. And see, if you keep going out where your father tells you to not go out, he can't protect you because eventually you're going to get snatched up and you're going to be taken to a world of confinement way away from where you're supposed to be. Are oh, you listening to me? But any good, even in the book, even in Nemo and, and, and even more important in life is you got a father that loves you enough to look past your foolishness and still go out after you. Because that daddy left where he was to be able to go out and find his son and bring his son back, back to where it is that he's supposed to be. And that's love in operation. Are you listening to me? Blessed be the name of the Lord. But anyway, how'd I get on that? But anyway, I don't even know. Praise God. But I'm out there now. So, you know, oh, anytime he give you a word, I got it. Praise God. Anytime he give you a word, God's trying to give you an an opportunity to be able to receive life. In the midst of that word, contained in that word is life. And God extends you an opportunity to be able to receive the life. Now, see, you got to remember, God knows where you are, knows who you are. Knows everything about you. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. And God will extend unto you life by way of his word. And he'll tell you, do this. Here, do this. Don't do this. Stop doing this. Don't ever do this. Come on up in here. And he'll tell you exactly what you need to know. Why? So that he can be able to get you the life that he wants to get to you. Because he wants you to have life. He wants you to have life more than you want to have life. You think you want to have life. God want it more than you do. See, because you only see it one dimensional. You see it in the midst of the life and the world that you're living in right now. God has looked past you into your future at your generations that come behind you. He's looked past you to the generations that come behind you. He looks past you in terms of one dimensional. And it's not just you, but he spans it out to the full society to see the effect of, that it occurs in society as a result of what occurs in the midst of your life. So every decision you make will affect generations after you and people all around you. Every decision you make affects generations after you and people all around you. And God knows exactly how everybody is affected. He knows exactly what to do to end that thing so it don't affect the people in the future the way it's supposed to affect, that it has opportunity to affect the people in the future. And what he does is come to you with a word and says, this is what I want you to do. Because if you do that, it will change the effect that it could occur on everybody else's life, both in the same time as you as well as in the, in the past behind you. He knows it and he wants to share with you a word and all you got to do is respond correctly to it. Now, if God is trying to give you life, he's trying to give life to the people in the generations after you. He's trying to give life to the people that are all around you, that are associated you and touching with you. And then if you pull back from that word, no small wonder why he says, I got no pleasure in that. Why? Because you're not only going to jack yourself up, but you're going to jack up everybody that's connected to you. You're going to jack up people for generations to generations to generations after you because of the decisions that you make. No, he ain't pleased with that. He ain't got no reason to be pleased with that. God says, I'm trying to affect generations. I'm trying to affect nations. I'm trying to affect everything else. And we're more concerned about what's going on with us and what we want to do when we don't even know that fat meat greasy. God said, "Look, let me explain something to you. Just trust me. I'm God. I know everything. I know exactly. I know the end from the beginning. I know where you're headed. I know. St- I know tomorrow. You don't even know tomorrow. You ain't even think tomorrow. You don't even know where tomorrow is." He said, "He knows exactly where it is." He said, "I got the word that's going to help you to be able to step into the things that are planned for you. Thoughts that are good and not of evil to give you an expected end. And all I need you to do is trust me and do what I tell you to do. But if you draw back, I got no pleasure." in that. I got no pleasure in that. Not only does he have no pleasure, let me show you one of the reasons why he don't have no pleasure in it. Because in verse 38, he says, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. Notice it doesn't just say draw back, because if he said we draw back, that's bad enough. But we draw back unto perdition. That word prediction, we already learned, it means destruction. It means devastation. It means desolation. It means destruction. It means devastation. And it means desolation, which means every time we pull back away from what God has to say, we step right smack dab into destruction, right smack dab into desolation, right smack dab into desolation and destruction. And, and what's that other one? I said, whatever it was, another D praise God, dumb stuff. Amen. That'll be the new D praise God. <laughs> step back into dumb stuff, praise God. And see, God said, Oh, see, I'm trying to get you to come forward into my tremendous life, you keep stepping back into destruction. Is there no small one that he has no pleasure in that? Lord wants y'all to have life. Oh yes, he does. And he wants you to have awesome things and he wants to do awesome things to you. But he says, I need you to trust me. Don't cast away your confidence. Lock in with what I have to say so I could be a blessing unto you each and every day. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're seen that are responding properly it's absolutely necessary to our receiving what God's Word says that we can have. I hope that you are seeing that properly responding to the Word really is something that we all need to do. That is, if we want God to do in our lives all the things that He promised in His Word that He would do. Responding properly to God's Word is so very important. So, let's learn to respond properly to His Word the way God wants us to do so that He can do in our lives all the things He promised me and you that He would do. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 785 That's area code 210 785 Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And since we're talking about coming through, there's something that we invite all the brothers out there to do. We invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions men's breakfast at Word of Faith this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the sisters from Word of Faith prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one, my brothers, that you don't want to turn down. They naturally feed you naturally. We're going to feed you spiritually too. What a powerful word from God! Just for the brothers, that's including you. There is no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9:30 a.m. sharp, and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Bring a couple brothers with you when you do. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed, and they will too. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.